Okay, so just to revisit something that we discussed yesterday. Um, good news. Uh, after the share yesterday, I saw that uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky in Das Naita was asked about the Widow's Peak question. And he says that uh, that is considered that it's uh, in the Makam Haseyar. And I saw that Reb Nizim Kirelitz, it's brought from Reb Nizim Kirelitz in the Sefer Chutzhani, that he says that if somebody has an unusually high hairline, we do not have to look at that person. In other words, let's phrase it differently. So if someone has a very unusually high hairline, we look at him like everybody else, and he can put the tefillin in the same mockum as everybody else. Like what you were saying yesterday, that uh, goes by the general shape of a normal person's skull. The hairline is just a simon. Therefore, according to Ernest Kirel, it's somebody has an unusually high hairline or an unusually low hairline. He would not, if it was unusually low, he wouldn't have the cool of being able to have it very low. And if it's unusually high, he would not have to be machmir to keep it so high. He could put it in the place where everybody else uh, puts it. So that's just a note from yesterday. So, so, the pashtus is like the latter. Yeah. It, it's not explicit in the question or in the answer. Um, but the Pashta certainly is like the latter, yes. Okay, I think we're up to Sifyud, is that correct? Okay. It's not, yeah, it's on, it's good. Okay. Tzarech Shiyah HaKesher Me'achere HaRosh Lamala Ba'irif. The Kesher in the back of the head should be Lamala Ba'irif. High up, the Eirif, I believe, is the neck, right? Is the translation of the word Eirif. So it should be high up. Uh, yeah, Amshay Eirif is a stiff-necked people. It's not a stiff. You can have two words for the same uh, thing. Eirif is the neck. Tzarech lechaben haktsitsa shetehe be'emtza kadei shetehe keneged bein ha'enayim. The ktsitsa, as we discussed yesterday, is the... Uh, tower, for lack of a better word, right? The tefillin are comprised of a base and a tower protruding upward. So the tower should be bein ha'enayim. The gam ha'kesher yeh be'emtza ha'irif. The kesher on the back of the head should be centered. The layat lekana lekana. It shouldn't be to the right or to the left. Betzar shehei ha'mokim shebekesher shenira ke'ain dalid letzad chutz. The kesher, if you examine it. When we refer to the kesher, we refer to it as the dalit or the square. Why is that? Because what we're looking at on the outside is a dalit or a square. But on the inside, it's just a mumbo-jumbo of uh, wires. It looks like, you know, the bottom of the computers with all those wires together. So that's what the inside of the kesher looks like. So that's what he's saying. The part of the kesher which looks like the dalit is the outside as opposed to the inside. Hagav Din. So the point that he was making a moment ago with the Dalit is that what appears to be the Dalit should be on the outside as opposed to being on the inside. So too, by the Kesher Shalyad, where you have a Yud, so it should not be inside out. The Yud, sometimes you see people where the Yud is like flipped. 
inside out, and that's not the yud should not be inside out. It should be uh, visible and uh, recognizable externally. Yud Aleph, Sarashi. Okay. Okay. And second, here Katsitsa. I don't. Okay, yeah. Katsitsa, I thought the Katsitsa here means the whole Hefza of the body. And otherwise, you would read this as saying that only the Katsitsa has to be in the Malcolm, but the Kitsur can go beyond the hairline. According He's to not that. talking about the Katsitsa in reference to the hairline. He's talking about the Katsitsa in reference to Bene Necha. So the ktsitsa is in the center of the titura. So if the ktsitsa is centered bene necha, by definition, the titura will also be centered bene necha. It's hainu right, So you're saying that the, the, the essence here is that there should be two parshas on one side, two parshas on the other side. That, if you want to use that nusach, you could, but uh, the point is that it should be centered. Okay. That's, uh, that's the idea. Yud, yud Aleph, Yud Aleph. The black part of the Yitzua should be on the outside. Nowadays, it's very common to have double-sided black Yitzuas, so that makes this halacha more complicated, um, but it's not complicated, that's the truth. The black that he's referring to is the shiny part, right? The Gemara says that uh, the nice the pretty part of the Ritzua is on the outside that's referring to the smooth, shiny, black part. Just Agav, the Ritzua, the outside, which is shiny, is the outside of the skin, which is smooth, and the rough part, the inside of the Ritzua, is the inside of the, of the skin, the hide. Right? So that's what he's saying. The, the external part of the hide should be visible. And it should not be reversed. It shouldn't be inside out. Bain shel yad, bain shel reish. Whether the shel yad or the shel reish. Now this kpeda, by the way, which is very chamer, everybody knows, is fasting and all these kinds of things. It's referring specifically to the part of the ritzua that's on the head, that sits on the head, or the part of the ritzua that's mamish the, the kesha, right? That initial first um, revolution. Right, but if the ritzu over here, Lamashal, gets reversed, it's inside out. It's not like the greatest thing in the world, but it's fine. And similarly, over here, if the ritzu flips around, it's not the end of the world. This big, terrible kpeda of mamish that one is not yaitza and all these uh, things is referring to the part of the ritzu that mamish is the uh, resting on the head. The Ritzua should be uh, um, extended downward in front of him. It should reach the navel. Or a bit above that. Period. Right? That's the length of the Ritzua. The Rashitas, which are brought here in the Mishnah Bura, of what's the, what's the minimal length, what's the maximum length. If I remember correctly, 
I think it comes out that the minimum length of the Ritzuah Shal Rosh, Tzvei Negev, for Ritzuah, rips. So as long as it comes down 16 centimeters, I think is the shear, which is really not very much. It's still around here. Um, so then the Ritzuah Al Piyikar Halacha would still be kosher. But L'Chatchila, we try and have it going down on the right side until the Mila, and on the left side, as he mentioned, until the navel, till the belly button. Where did you get 16 centimeters from? What is that? It comes from, if I remember correctly, it's the Malbim, and it's uh, it's discussing over there. The emphasis is that today I didn't have time to look it over in advance, but that's that is the shear. That's uh, definitely yeah, that's definitely the shear. If we look around the Mishnah Brew, we'll find it. If I I think it's the Malbim also. Naritz Sachaim, sixteen centimeters. From the Kesher, yeah, if I remember correctly. Reichav Haritzua Shal Yad Vishal Reich. Oh, the maximum? There's no maximum. You can make it as long as you want. Huh? It's not supposed to hit the floor. It's not covered for the Ritzua to hit the floor. But uh, it's not a, it's not a problem. There's no maximum shear until the floor. If a person wants to have them as long as he wants, technically, uh, that's... The width of a ritzua, right? Till now we were discussing the length. Right? Yesterday we discussed the length of the shalyad, it should come down until, until the finger with three with three uh, As far as the width of the ritzua, the width of the ritzua is It should be at least the width of a sa'ira. Which I believe is, according to Chaim Na, nine millimeters, and according to Chazanish, eleven millimeters. That's the minimum uh, shear of the ritzua, and the standard ritzuas nowadays are fourteen or fifteen centimeter, fourteen or fifteen millimeters wide. So even if they stretch, the idea is that you'll still have the shear. Although some people pull very hard on their ritzua, and uh, you can get into shilas, but uh, generally speaking, there's enough. There's enough room. The Rambam gives the shiurim. The Rambam says that a sa'ira is a seven sa'iras, one next to the other. That if you make the cheshbon, it's the stand. The the machlekes of Chaim and the Chazanish regarding the shiurim and Ramosha Feinstein, who's in between the two of them, it extends throughout. It's uh, it's referring to Edzbayis and Amos and and all the shiurim, and uh, sa'ira is just smaller, but it's the same. Uh, the, the machlekes extends all the way down. Yeah, I think seven millimeters. I think the tour. I think they bring from the tour that if it's as little as seven millimeters, so it wouldn't be considered. Uh, you would still be able to make a bracha on it. That's uh, if, I, if I remember correctly. In piches mishir erech if one has, oh, so this is what we were just talking about. If one has less than the shear, mm-hmm. so I would imagine that in the mission brewer here, he's going to say not to make a brachim and gimelam and dalit. Yeah, believe brachim and dalit. Mission brewer says in such a case, it would not to make a bracha. Tfilin shall reish, toivli yosam gluyim. Tfilin shall reish should be visible, venirim. So we were talking yesterday that the tefillin shall yad, it says, should be for you, but not for other people. And there's a, there's a kapeda 
that the tefillin shal yad should be covered. Also, this is another thing, people are not necessarily aware of this. And it's very negea also, people with uh wearing short sleeve shirts and uh, without a jacket. So the tefillin amamish, tefillin shal yad is goli, and it's it's not correct. The tefillin shal yad should be mechusa. Mashenken, um, he's saying the tefillin shal reish, the tefillin shal reish should be goli. As opposed to the titura, the straps is not uh, is not the issue. The issue is the yeah the ktsitz and the titura usually goes together. Yeah, I will tell him if they rabbi in their cheretz legalis tefillin befonav, but a talmud in front of his rebbe, it's not um, it's not covered. It it would would be like gaiva um, to have his tefillin goloi in front of his Rebbe. The Mishnah doesn't mention this, um, but I believe that today, I think it's pretty obvious that we're not really Makbid on this. I guess what's considered Derech Eretz and what's not considered Derech Eretz are called Kifi Ha'inyan. Oh, very good. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so he says that the Shalyad there's no kpeda if it's goli or mechusa, but the Mishnah says lechatchila it should be mechusa. Okay, v'nearly the ashav she'en manich nelo bizman kriyish ma'atfil afil talmud fnei rabbi yachal agalis. Oh, there you go. Af b'shal roish v'chein aminik shalelizar. Very good. Fine. So that's that's that halacha. Chof ches din chalitza satfilin chayav adam lemashmesh betfilin bekol sha a person should constantly be aware of the fact that the tefillin are on him and he should touch his tefillin or move them around to remind himself that he's wearing tefillin. I can say I once daven shachris by Nisim Kirelitz and mamish the entire davening. He was constantly, uh, he was mamish makayim this din kipshutai, the kol shah. Every, every couple of minutes he was constantly touching his tefillin and readjusting his tefillin and was very medactic on this halacha. What's the what's the purpose? The purpose is because a person can become, uh, you know, he could just forget about the fact that he's wearing tefillin, and we don't want that to happen. A person needs to be conscious of the fact that he's wearing tefillin and being mekayim a mitzvah. So a person should be mashmish b'tefillin v'kol sha v'mashmish b'shaliyat chila. So I think we're all familiar with this. Many people have the meaning to kiss the the tefillin by um, But the point, the purpose, and the point of all of it is that a person should not be mesiach das from the mitzvah of tefillin. Tefillin shall roish chaylitz tchila. When taking off the tefillin, one takes off the shalreish first. Mishum dechsev, ha'yolet ha'itafais, bein einecha. Kol zman shebein einecha, yushtayim. As long as the tefillin are on your head, you should have two pairs of tefillin on you. So what that means is that we don't want to take off the shalyad first, because then one will only have the shalreish on alone. Now, just to point out, this is obvious, but we mentioned a couple of days ago, let's say a person only has a shell rush. So one would have a havamina, he shouldn't put it on because you're only supposed to have the shell rush on when you have the shell yad on. But Lamaisa, if one only has the shell rush, then of course 
one should put on the shalvash tzedin lechatzila that one uh, should should have the shalvash on when he also has a shalyanan. So this is negeya um, to another thing which we also discussed, I think, yesterday or two days ago, about a person who has a certain level of being ambidextrous. So he's going to put on tefillin after davening. We said, on the other hand, if somebody has that chumrah, so there are those that want to say that he should take off his shalreish also, because if he's going to take off his shalyad to put it on his other hand, he's going to be stuck in a situation where he only has his shalreish on. And that's not appropriate. One shouldn't have a shalreish on without a shalyad. So therefore, they, there's a tzad to say that he should take off his shalreish, then take off his shalyad, then put a shalyad on his other hand, and then put his shalreish back on. But Lamais, I saw that all the can say um, that one doesn't have to do that uh, because apparently because it's just uh, it's just it's just for a second. There's no there's no hasachadas. It's not the pshat. It's not called that he has it on without the other one. He's he's in the midst of the process. I once saw somebody doing it, and when he took off right before he took off his shaliyat, I saw he stuck a credit card under his tefillin shalrosh right to to like to like create a chatzitza or something. But again, the place can say that one doesn't have to do that. But anyway, it's a good question. I was actually wondering the same thing. Right? If there's tasavilim and osli, because when you're just pulling it out, so the mitzvah snaps back into place. Lamaisa by tasavilim and osli, there's a machlekes. We pass in the that if the asiya, if the initial asiya was done beheter, then there's no tasavilim and osli. Tasavilim and osli is only when the initial asiya is done with tasavilim and osli. So, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Um, be that as it may. So back to this halacha. Tefillin shel reish chaylet tchila. One takes off tefillin shel reish first. Mishum desiv chaylet etafes b'nei necha. Kol zman shebenei necha yu shtayim. Tzarech lachles tefillin shel reish me'umud. One ought to remove the tefillin shel reish standing. V'yaniach betik shel reish. And he should put it away. V'olov shel yad. So that when he uh, comes to uh, take his tefillin out, he should take the shalyad first. And there's a lot of discussion about this um, because what is it? shalyad. So I think the Mishnah Brewer is ma'arich about this. Can't be. It can't mean kapshuta olav shalyad that the shalyad should be on top of the shalrosh because shalyad is not allowed to be on top of the shalrosh. Because the Shalraj is more Kaddish than the Shalyad. So since the Shalraj is more Kaddish than the Shalyad, either you have to have them side by side. Olav, I think he explains that Olav means that it should be closer to you. It should be arranged in a way that what's nearer to you is the Tefillin Shalyad. But one should not put the Tefillin Shalyad on top of the Tefillin Shalraj, which actually, uh, I'm not trying to get into any politics of any sort, but there are... Um, uh, tefillin cases, tubes, whatever, with a screw thing on top, which are um, which are arranged in that fashion. The water ties for the army is different; it has different milas. So I'm not uh, I'm not uh, taking away the milas that those uh, cases have, but one big chisarin that they have is that mamish, you're not, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to put the shalyad on top of the shell rush. Now, sometimes they have like a, a handle 
so you can hold it in a way that it's that it's horizontal. So that's fine. If you're holding it in a, in a manner that it's horizontal, there's no problem. They're side by side, and that's okay. But generally, when you're inserting it, it has to be upright. You put the shalrosh in first, and the shalyan on top of it. Chayr is not so poshut that there's any head to do such a thing. It depends how it's created. I'm sure you can make some sort of patent where it would be okay, like the split level thing in a chenami, that that would be all right. Like what? Yes, so Lamaisa, we don't do that. He brings the other minhagim also, and the minig Lamaisa, we do it. We do it side by side, and that's uh, it's certainly also according to many achreinim. It's a, it's a dover that's uh, we lemaisa we paskin that one may not put a shalyan on top of a shalrosh. It's not something that uh, also one of the two that peak the the back the plastic back maybe it reduces the shayla altogether. Why you're holding it upright and in, in, in that manner? It's not. It's not, uh, it's not the correct thing. Two separate bags. That would make it easy. I hear. Okay. 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 But there is one, one, there is a discussion, by the way, about this idea, because we, we discussed a few days ago about Ein Mavir Nala Mitzvahs, right? So you have to touch, you have to come into physical contact with Yoshel Roish first. That's the Mila of these cases, right? Is that you, you, there's no way to touch your shell rush first. So you're never going to get into a shail of Ein Mavir and Alamitsus. That's the big advantage of them. Um, but Lamaisa in a, in a regular bag that most people use, uh, so it, uh, there's a discussion whether Shalyad should be on the left or Shalyad should be on the right. Shell rush should be on the left, Shell rush should be on the right. At the end of the day, there's a lot of different sheetas and it really doesn't make a difference. But it, just a, a technical horror is that very often it's totally in the direction that the zipper opens. Right. If 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 that's the way you are, some people it's like taking a, a gun out of a holster, right? You don't have your if you're right-handed, you don't have your holster on your right side. You have your holster on your left side because that's more natural. You would have your holster on your right side. I think you're in the minority. So it's like a watch, right? Right-handed people usually wear the watch on the left hand. Okay, it depends on the person, but I'm saying some people, if they open a zipper to the right, their hand will, will go to the left. Trust me, gun also. <laughs> okay. But, but be that as it may, the, the placement of the shalyan and the shalrash is a technical issue, which is... It, it's... Next, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I love, yeah, that's what the place can say. I love over here it means means next to. But Lamaisa, uh, the point I'm trying to make is that people make a big deal about having the shalyat on the right or on the left in order to come into contact with it first. I'm just making the point that it's a personalized issue. Every person should place the shalrosh in the mokim where he, his mitzias is that he'll touch it first. If that's on the left, let it be on the left. If it's on the right. Let it be on the right. The person has to personalize the din to himself. Is there any meaning of the orientation of the, of the bias within the bag? 
If it's sideways or forward, no. Upside down for sure is a problem. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be upside down, but as far as facing left to right or, yeah, that wouldn't make a difference. There is discussion about the, the kesher of the shell rush, if it should be on uh, on the top of the case or on the bottom of the case. That there are different minhagim about. Um, that is discussion about. Also on the shell yad, if you should wrap the ritzua around the kesher. Most people, I think, wrap the ritzua on the opposite side of the kesher. Right? So there are those that say that one should not wrap the ritzua on top of the kesher. But again, on these things, there are different minhagim. If you look in the piske chuvas, he brings a lot of different minhagim from a lot of rebbes and other places. So if a person has a minig, he certainly doesn't have to change his minig. But if someone doesn't have a minig, it's taka better to have the kesher on top, not to have the kesher on bottom. There is a minig to have the kesher on bottom. You have that minig, that's fine. But if one does not have that minig, it's better to have the kesher on top of the plaster. So minik chachamim to kiss the tzitzis. I'm sorry, the the tefillin to kiss the tefillin when putting them on and when taking them off. Whenever you think about the Mishra, so that you don't have Pesach Adat, Pesach Adat is, uh, means, you never get to think about the Mamish every second, because you shouldn't take your mind, you know, to get about that. But he was Nisker Behem Tamid. Yeah. And also, it's not a stira. He was always Nisker Behem Tamid. Right, okay. It says, the Esach Tefillah, Esach Tefillah. Yeah, that's like the Shlah that, uh, from two days ago. Right, that the same that there's no hesachadas b'shas tefila, and that that those two dinim work in consonance with each other. Yeah. Chavtes, ein levarach shum bracha k'shachel it's tefila nafilu k'shacholtzim erev Shabbos bein Ashmoshes. There is a shita in the Rishonim that holds that one makes a bracha when taking off the tefillin. So the Mechaber is coming to tell us that we don't paskin like that shita. One does not make a bracha when taking off his tefillin. Even if he takes them off, Erev Shabbos, Bein Hashmoshes, right? He says, and he explains in Sifkat and Beis, after Kaimelon, Shabbos, V'yamdiv, Lav, Zman, Tefillin, even though Shabbos and Yamdiv is not Zman, Tefillin, and if he wants to put them on, L'Shem Mitzvah, he's over on Baltasif, nevertheless, right? Kevan She'im, Manichan, Olav, Beli, Kavon, L'Shem Mitzvah, Ein B'Zei Yisim, Menatari, Alamidiv, Reisayfim, Yishom Gzera, Shema, Yetzim, etc., etc. The kids are, uh, the bottom line is, we don't make a bracha when taking off tefillin uh, ever. Period. Zman hanachasan. When does one put on the tefillin? It's in the morning. So the time of putting on tefillin is in the morning. What's called mishayakir, right? Mishayakir, although by tzitzis it's mishayakir ben tchelis lakarsi. Over here, it's when somebody would recognize his friend uh, from a distance of four amis, which is around six, seven feet or so, um, eight feet even, according to the Chazanish, I think, and uh, recognize him. That's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to look in the Luach. 
I don't know. Um, it's probably later. It's, uh, I, I think it's later. Um, okay, I'm not saying anything because I'm not sure. I don't know. There is a tshuva, Ramosha has a tshuva about, uh, about putting on tefillin in the middle of the night. I think he was talking about people. I don't, I don't remember. I have to look up the tshuva. I think he was talking about people. Um, I don't remember exactly what the case was. I don't remember if it was labor camps or, or some extreme situation where they weren't able to put tefillin on during the day at all. And they had a shayla about putting tefillin on at night. And there's a there's a famous tshuva for Ramosha where he has a tremendous kiddush and he's mad there that they could put on tefillin mamish in the nighttime. Um, I don't remember the pratim, but uh, it's it's a well-known tshuva with a tremendous kiddush for Ramosha for extraordinary circumstances. Halacha base: Azalanech tefillin belaylo shem yishkechem. One may not put on tefillin at night. Because he may fall, he may forget about them. and fall asleep in them, and it's also to sleep wearing tefillin. I struggled with this this morning. Um, expended tremendous energies, not for, trying not to fall asleep with my tefillin on. I was very tired today. So this halacha, which is very negea, right? Aside for the fact that a person has to daven with kavana, but putting that on the side, you're not allowed to sleep with your tefillin on. If a person puts on his tefillin before Shkiyas HaChama, the Choshcha Olav, and it got dark, Afilu Heim Olav Kalalayla Mutter. So this is also an important halacha. I mean, it's important for people who wear tefillin by Mincha, uh, and they're davening right before Shkia. So you don't have to take off your tefillin when Shkia hits. If your tefillin are on in the daytime, you can leave your tefillin on, and you don't have to take them off. But the Ein Mor- the Ein Morin Kane. But we don't encourage it or tell people to do so. But if you did not take off your tefillin before the shkia, because you had no place to put them, so you're still wearing them into the night in order to protect them. Tar umorin It's mutter, and you actually do encourage people and tell people to.